0: Welcome to One and All. I am Sonal Mandana and you are tuned in to the Connectures podcast. Today we are going to be discussing diplomatic relations in the modern era. Now this could get a lot boring if we stick to the different policies and diplomatic structure of different countries. But we don't want you to fall asleep now, do we? Therefore, this primarily brings to your knowledge an overview of diplomacy and the relations associated with it. Plus, a lot of interesting factoids and to judge how these are going to change in the foreseeable future. Now let's understand, what exactly is diplomacy? If you go on Wikipedia, diplomacy is defined as the art of advancing an idea or cause without unnecessarily inflaming passions or unleashing a catastrophe. Diplomacy is a very loaded term in general. It can wield different definitions for different people. Diplomacy is pervasive, it is present everywhere, whether you look at your personal relationships, friendships, office environment etc. But when we look at professional diplomacy, diplomats include two main groups, diplomatic officers and consular officers. Diplomatic officers specialize in representation and negotiation, whereas consular officers are particularly concerned with the protection of the interests of the nationals of their country. If we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, every citizen of a state who travels to another country is a diplomat. Diplomat doesn't particularly mean one specific thing. Now, let's delve into the past and create a roadmap on how significantly diplomacy has changed over the past decades. Now you have to remember that in the past, communication channels were long and often misinterpreted. There were ongoing wars and tension was at an all-time high. Therefore, we can conclude safely that diplomacy was a very difficult affair back then with some weird, strange practices employed by some countries. For example, did you know that China employs a particularly unique diplomacy method? It uses giant pandas. Yes, you heard that right as diplomatic gifts to other countries this tradition dated back to the tang dynasty in 685 and it's still widely used diplomacy also takes into consideration other variable which is diplomatic gifts now a diplomatic gift is given by a diplomat when visiting a foreign country usually the gift is reciprocated by the host this dates back to the ancient world and often the two indulgent nations compete to outdo each other in some weird show of dominance once a moroccan king sent george w bush a 3 dollar jar of fish bait among other things barack obama gave 25 dvd's to pm gordon brown in 2009 that didn't work in the uk so yes Diplomatic gifts are a whole another story and as we wade further into the modern era, we see that the art of diplomacy gift giving is a very precise one. Presently, diplomacy has carved a better outcome for itself than in earlier times. It's a very dynamic concept. It keeps changing, sometimes to the annoyance of other nations. Shifts in ideas, norms of behaviour, the informal practices that create New international customs and conventions. The diplomat in this modern world faces challenges from the global distribution of power. Studies show that diplomacy is a continuous process. Governments change, diplomats change, economic conditions change. All this is factored in to maintain relations. In this regard, diplomacy is a form of art. A diplomat. A diplomat is expected to possess a good knowledge and understanding of his own country, its geography, history and culture, its economy, political, social and its demographic structure, natural resources, its industry and the determinants of its foreign policy priorities. But nowadays, many underdeveloped countries are prone to inept and half-baked individuals as diplomats due to allegations of bribery and under the influence of gifts. The development of instant communication and the advancement of science and technology have increased the depth and scope of diplomacy in this contemporary world of civilization, especially with the emergence of new states, nuclear weapons, conflict resolution, terrorism, and bad governance. For example, in the Persian Gulf crisis of 1991, former President George Bush Sr. and former President Mikhail Gorbachev conducted an unprecedented 75 minutes telephone conversation including the time needed for translations. As evidenced by this, Diplomacy is changing and is en route a drastic change. Already, the world has developed different forms of diplomacy. One of the forms of diplomacy is social media diplomacy. It is a whole different concept. Ministries and dignitaries, they resort to Twitter to make announcements and updates. Social media has ushered in a whole another level of diplomacy. Friendly war of words is also a wildly famous affair. Recently Donald Trump and Greta Thunberg resorted to Twitter to hash out a few words at one another. It's liberating, constraint free but at the same time it can cause a lot of damage. Now, Looking at the past and present scenario. We can make some predictions about the future as well. It is evolving faster than ever and it is being transformed into a global participatory process by new media tools and newly empowered publics. Public diplomacy has taken centre stage as diplomats strive to reach and influence audiences that are better informed and more assertive than any in the past. In a hyper-connected world, the diplomat's job has certainly become a lot harder and instant. Taking the example of Iran-US tensions recently, a lot has come into light. Revelations, apologies, statements issued. We can say that diplomacy is going to change in the future, though which form it will take is still unsure. It is a turbulent affair and it will remain so in the future with various variables in play. And that was it for this episode of the podcast. I would love to hear what you have to say on the topic. Head over on to theconnectchit.com slash podcast and visit the episode page to leave your thoughts and suggestions. Thank you.